are listening to the Careers for You podcast, the podcast aimed at Bournemouth University students and graduates. Each episode, we talk to employers, alumni and professionals all about their career journey, what employers are looking for and help you explore the opportunities that are available to you. Hello and welcome to this episode. I'm Amanda Fripp, Careers Advisor in Careers BU. Today I talk to David O'Neill from the placement team at Bournemouth University. We chat all about the benefits of doing a placement, the placement process, how to find one and the support you will get from BU. So if you're considering or unsure about completing a placement whilst at BU, then stay tuned. Welcome David, thank you for joining me today on the podcast. Um, can you just introduce yourself and your role at Bournemouth University? Hi Amanda, pleasure to be here. Thanks for uh, inviting me on. Uh, my name is David O'Neill and, and I'm a placement development advisor in the Faculty of Science and Technology at Bournemouth University and I've been in this role for it will be coming up to 10 years this April. Um, so as you would as that would suggest I've been really enjoying my, my role as a PDA over the last 10 years. Uh, a lot of people ask me do I enjoy it the job and I would thankfully say it's pretty close to being my dream job so yeah oh wow that's amazing that's really uh really good to hear that um just before we talk a little bit more in terms of a pda a lot of students and maybe employers whoever's listening might not know what that actually is so um we will talk about a little bit more about it in depth later but just kind of an overview Mm. what do you do as a pda so the placement development advisor or pda for short is um a role that the university provides in order to support a student when they're on placement. When a student has decided to do a placement year, they will start searching for a placement during second year. And that's where you will see an individual called a placement coordinator get involved and and start helping and supporting in the placement search. But then when the student is successful in securing a placement and then physically starts the placement, that's where my role as the PDA comes in. Um, and, and that's my job in, in supporting and maximizing the placement opportunity and the learning opportunity during the actual placement role itself. So we can talk about that a little bit more as well. Nice. That's really great. And I think it's great to know for students to know that once they're on placement, they're not just left to their own devices. They still have someone to, from BU to support them and, you know, to have that contact. So that's that's great. Absolutely. It's it's 100% yeah, reassuring for the students to realise that they're not on their own and that um, you know going out into the, the world of work can be a little bit daunting at times. So I think it's, it's massively reassuring for them to know that the, you know, we have their back as a university and that there is one, there is one point of contact for you know, placement related stuff, but we, we also see ourselves as a point of contact for, for the student, for, for any other aspects of, of university requirements that they might have, because they can feel a little bit um, disparate or separated from the university when they go out and onto the placement year, depending on where they are, whether they're UK based or whether they're internationally based, we, which with which we can touch on as well in the conversation. And you, obviously you're linked to the SciTech faculty and each faculty have their own placement coordinators and placement development advisors, don't they? So students will have specific placement team members to go to and get support from, don't they? Exactly, yes. So each faculty has their own dedicated placements teams um, and they will cover the subject areas within those those faculties uh, that have courses and, and, and pathways on. And some of those placement opportunities, they may be short placements, they may be long placements. When a PDA gets involved, 
uh, that's usually to cover the long placements, which is 30 weeks or more. There are some faculties where there are placements that are um, elective, they're, they're optional, and there are some placements, some faculties where placements are compulsory, say, for example, nursing within health and social sciences. So there are loads of uh, variety of, of placement opportunities, and I think that's down to the diversity of subject areas that we have at Bournemouth University. Um, in my faculty, science and technology, we've got a very diverse range of subject areas. So they include design and engineering, computing, creative technology, psychology. And then we've got life sciences like uh, archaeology and anthropology, environmental science, geography, forensic science. So um, as a PDA, there's loads of diversity. My background is engineering and manufacturing and design. Um, so I am required to stretch outside of my comfort zone sometimes in my knowledge base, but we make it work. <laughs> Always good to do that. Brilliant. Can you tell me a little bit more about how the placement scheme works at BU? So it's an opportunity for students to get to see what the world of work might look like. So that, that's just sort of setting the scene. So what the world of work might look like in their chosen subject area, because a student in the, in the past may have some work experience that might have done part-time work but it's not necessarily related or it's applying the, the subject matter that they're, they're studying at university so that's the first sort of objective we have so depending on on the faculty or subject area it can like i said earlier it can be either a long or short placement they can be uk based or they can be abroad so as i said the the pda role supports long placements that have to be a minimum of 30 weeks uh, up to a year in some cases. So a lot of employers like students to come and stay on the placement or commit to a placement for a year in some cases because it's a better return of both the employer's investment in, in the student and the student to get a very realistic view on what that placement or that job role might look like. But for us at, at BU, historically, placement you know, is seen as a massively beneficial part of a student's journey with us. Um, and we see it as an opportunity to add real value and equity to their chosen degree pathway outside of the, the you know, just the normal traditional academic journey that they have with us. And you said, I think earlier that they start looking when they get to level five. Yeah, so level five or second year. So a placement search is it's a task um, and it, it takes a lot of work and you have to be committed to doing a placement year. So as soon as you decide that you want to do a placement year in your third year, we usually advise students to start the ball rolling on that as early as possible in second year. Okay, so that is when um, the placements teams start to introduce themselves and get involved with the second year students. And that's when the placement coordinators start to get involved. And there's a number of, of activities that, that's, that, that are kicked off in that first semester of a respective second year journey. So placement coordinators will provide um, timetabled seminars and, and sessions uh, talking about activities around placement searching, uh, CV and cover letter writing and preparation. Uh, the, we, we will get employers to come in and give employer talks about what they do and the placements they offer. We will talk about interview preparation, assessment centers, how to navigate those because they can be quite challenging and nerve wracking. Uh, and then we will also, the placement coordinators will also provide one-to-one -one appointments where students can, can book a session in a more 
um, discrete one-to-one with the placement coordinator to talk about a, a specific placement or a specific topic within a placement application process. And then throughout second year, uh, it's very much a, a journey with regards to, you know, applying for placements, uh, being organized and systemized with regards to managing all your placement applications, because sometimes students will be juggling 10 to 15 applications at any one time and progressing those, but also doing their academic work at the same time. So they do need to be quite self-disciplined and organized, but usually the payoff is you, you know, you secure a, a good placement on the back of that. Um, and the sooner you start looking, the sooner you can secure a placement. Uh, so that's the advice that we usually give is to start as early as possible and know that you're not alone as a student in your placement search. Know that the support is there, but you, you need to come to us and you need to seek out that, that, uh, that support and guidance. We were obviously talking about undergraduate students then, but you know, master students, postgraduate students can also do placements. Um, but if it's a mm. master's one year course, I guess they're going to be looking quite soon, potentially after starting that master's. Yes, absolutely. So master students do have the opportunity to do a placement year as well. Uh, their timelines can be a little bit shortened as well because they're only with us for a, a short period of time. And their the actual progression of their timeline is dependent on when they start because we have two two starting dates for for master students we have a september intake and we have a january intake so if master students are are interested or are considering a placement year as soon as they start with us you know we advise them to speak to the placements teams in their respective faculties to get uh, a handle on the, the 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 timeline as quickly as possible so that they can understand that and and start, you know, scheduling the scheduling in the activities that they need to do in order to secure a placement. The placement teams provide a lot of support with seeking out placements, um, but ultimately, it is the responsibility of the student to go for those interviews, you know, to apply to the placements, go for those interviews, and secure it themselves, isn't it? It's you. You don't hand them placements out. Um, you they have to still make that effort to to find one and apply and get, go through that process, don't they? Absolutely. What we're trying to do is we're trying to be uh, strike a balance to be as supportive as we can. But at the same time, this is the big bad world. This is the world of work that you're going out into. So we want to try and make align it as closely as we can with, you know, what a student might experience when they graduate and when they leave us. So, yeah, unfortunately, we can't guarantee a placement for every student. But we do a lot and we have a lot of contacts and and relationships that we've established with employers where they will actively advertise and promote their placement opportunities through us and our systems like My Career Hub. But equally, there's just as many or if not more placement opportunities that are not advertised through us. Um, There are companies that will just advertise through their own websites they might use LinkedIn or they will use various other ways and means to advertise those placements. So it's a team effort with regards to the placement search, not from not just from the student's perspective, but from our perspective as a placements team as well. What could they be doing in their first year to put them maybe ahead of the game for when they get to their second year and they start applying? That's a really good question. Um, and if 
as early as first year, they're thinking about, yeah, I want to do a placement here as part of my journey here at BU. They need to leverage that and, and, and use that to, to their advantage in the best possible way. So what I would do is, uh, the first thing I would I would try and start building up a picture of what placement roles look like within their chosen subject area. Uh, if they've got the opportunity to maybe do some work experience or volunteering with any organizations or companies, maybe within the local area of the university, or maybe when they're back at home during their summer holidays, uh, if there are any local companies that they think might be able to provide a placement in the future, speculatively go and knock on their door and say, you know, I'm looking for some work experience first, if that's okay. Because uh, it's very easy for an employer to commit maybe a week or two weeks of work experience. Um, and that allows a student to get their foot in the door and see what that employer is like and, and build a relationship. And then if it all goes well, you know, when second year comes back around, they could go back to that employer and say, look, I know you gave me work experience. I really enjoyed it. I think it went well for both of us. Would you be happy to take me on as a placement student? So that's that's one one piece of advice I would give. My next piece of advice is to you know make sure you get involved in uh, the extra correct extracurricular activities that the university provides, the clubs and societies, uh, engage with all the careers fairs that we put on at the university because that's when employers will come on campus. Um, and want to speak to students so that's when you need to put yourself out there and start engaging with and having conversations with employers I think the biggest thing is giving yourself as a student the opportunity to speak about yourself or to verbalize who you are and and what you are as an individual um, because that can be hard to do and employers want to see that and then when it comes to a placement it's going to be very much easier to put yourself across in the best possible way then to secure a good placement. I think the last thing on that is um, looking at other activities that you can get involved in 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 your first year outside of you know your the, the general academic activities that you would do as part of your degree. It all helps. I think that's some really good tips there and I think it just shows that even though it's a placement which is obviously an entry-level role for a student, um, any opportunities where you can develop those employability skills is really crucial. So like you mentioned, the extracurricular activities. Um, how can they also yep. use LinkedIn to start building that network? Any any advice there? Yes, really good point. And I'm, I'm glad you touched on LinkedIn because it's starting to become more and more of a used resource by employers, uh, not only to start looking for and identifying talent, but they also use it as a ways and means of advertising their placement roles and, and graduate roles and stuff like that too but we'll, we'll focus on placements. Um, from a student's perspective, it's really important to start establishing your, your online professional presence. Now, I, I emphasize professional rather than personal or, or your social media presence because they're distinctly two very different things, and especially on LinkedIn. So you can use LinkedIn as a way of engaging with employers that you might find it difficult to engage with through, by other means. So if you're interested in a placement with a particular employer, but um, you find it hard to convey your enthusiasm or your interest in that company, if they're a regular LinkedIn contributor and poster, you follow them, you connect with them, you like their posts, you comment on, your, on their posts, you contribute to them. I think that's really, really important. 
but also you need to almost consider LinkedIn as your your digital or your online CV or portfolio presence as well, depending on on the subject matter that you're studying. Uh, whether if you're in a creative subject, definitely putting up portfolios and examples of your creative work. If you are a, a business student or a computing student, uh, it, putting up any training that you do over and above your academic, your, you, you know, your standard academic learning as well is really important. And then building up that that LinkedIn profile so it makes you noticeable to employers. Mm, I think that's, yeah, really good tips. Um, and it's so useful just to be able to look up companies and then find like the recruiters or the early talent managers or whatever their titles are and start connecting to those and sometimes they post about opportunities don't they they will in their news feed saying oh we're recruiting for the next intake of placement students or whatever that is so it can keep you um on top of kind of what or when and who are advertising absolutely very much so and it can also allow you to you know do do research in a in, at a very detailed level so pretend, an example of that would be if you've been offered an interview for for a future placement and you know the people that are going to be on the interview panel uh, for that, you can go and, and, and look them up on LinkedIn if they are already connected to the to the placement company and you can start doing your background research on those um, interviewers for your placement interview and then you can refine and, and, and pick out comments or, or observations within within your interview that are specific for them. And it shows that you've done your research, you've done your preparation, you're potentially committed to working with them uh, as a placement company. But I think the important thing for employers nowadays is they're looking for students who are potentially, first of all, committed to the placement that they can see will be a good fit for their company. Because ultimately, a company at the end of the day is a group of people coming together to work towards a collective goal. So if a, an employer can see that a student is starting to do the research and align themselves in terms of the visions and values and objectives of that company and that they've done the research in the early stages, that's going to be a real big tick in the box for that employer. So we've talked a little bit about finding a placement, building those connections, and there's obviously different sites they can go on to as well. Like My Career Hub, we, we advertise vacancies. There's like Rate My Placement and Bright Network. There's, I know there's quite a lot of different sites and on My Career Hub, they can access the different links to those, those different sites. What is the benefit of a placement to a student? Uh, it's multifaceted. There, there's so many you know, good reasons. I, I think I touched on one early on in the conversation in that in general terms, it allows the student to see what the world of work might be looking like from their point of view, within their, their, their chosen subject area or the profession that they're going into. Uh, it allows them to say, for example, they're in a, a, a subject area or pathway that might have different disciplines, for example, and they want to try out a, a discipline for their placement year. Or they might have a particular view or vision of what that discipline is like, and they're trying it out during their placement year. They can go into the placement year and over a 30 week or over a year long period have a really rich and, and in-depth exposure and experience with that particular discipline. And there's one of two things can go happen. They can either, you know, come out the end of that uh, with a really, really positive view on that discipline. And it reinforces the fact that they want to continue on with that. Or it can be the complete opposite. It might not what might not be what they thought it was at all. 
Um, and it was the complete opposite. And they were like, oh, my God, I never considered that this was part of that discipline. And, you know, maybe this isn't for me. I, either outcome, it's not by any means should be seen as a failure. It's still allowed that student to make an informed decision. And they've put they've allowed the time and space to, to make that informed decision. Uh, it also allows them to start to develop what I would refer to as the human skills, the soft skills, a little bit more. In a, in, and that's that's something that is hard for us to touch on in, in, in university because it's very hard to simulate that or, or, or manifest that academically. Uh, so what do I mean by human skills? There are so many. Uh, it's it's timekeeping, uh, communication, perseverance, resilience, empathy, initiative, listening, observation, adaptability, curiosity, all those things that we sometimes might take for granted, but are really, really useful when it comes to actually working as part of a team, working towards a collective goal. And that's not just applying and progressing the subject matter of your chosen career, but it's the skills that allow you to leverage and apply those, that that's what's important as well. I think that's what a placement year allows you to do. And the last thing is, statistically, we see students coming back to us in final year. We statistically see them doing much better in their final year of studies as a result of doing a placement year. And more often than not, it's down to those human skills and soft skills that they've developed. And it's allowed them to increase their capacity to do more and be able to adapt and, and do more. So, yeah. And then I guess when they are applying to those roles, when they are in their final year, the graduate roles, graduate schemes, those jobs, they've got so much to talk about and so much to draw upon. So when those employers are saying, give an example of a time when you have worked in a team or worked with stakeholders effectively or whatever that is, they can then draw on those experiences of their placement year, can't they? Absolutely, 100%. And as soon as a, an employer sees on a, on a graduate CV that they've done a placement year, the employer will home in on that because they will know that within that placement activity, there's going to be loads of evidence um, that will meet the criteria for that job description or that graduate role that the student is applying for. And that's a win-win for that student as well that's interviewing for, for, for that role in that they can naturally then talk at length about that place and experience. And the last thing I'll say on that is that employers are taking placement schemes more and more seriously. Um, they're, they're, you know, officially using placement schemes as part of their talent development pipelines um, because they see them as a really valuable way of increasing the success rate and retention rate of a future employees if they have come from a placement experience uh, at that employer. So it's actually beneficial for an employer to to take on placement students then? Massively, massively, yes. Yeah, in so many ways. Would you like me to go through some of the reasons that they take them on? Yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Because I think sometimes students maybe will think, well, what have I got to give? You know, I, why would yeah. they take me? So, yeah, let's talk a little bit about why yeah. it is from an employer's perspective. Why would they want a student? Yeah. When I first started the job 10 years ago, it used to be there were some specific reasons. But as time has progressed and as the world has changed, that has started to expand you know, a little bit more. So I'll touch on a few of them. So 
And it may be to bring in someone, you know, that might have more energy or enthusiasm and want to be a positive influence on a current team or group within uh, an employer's or, or, or work-based environment. A student might have knowledge or experience in, in new subject areas that an employer is eager to leverage and embed in their current projects or products or services that they provide to customers. Uh, to help and be supportive and contributory to commercial products or projects or services that the employer is currently providing or supporting, to provide flexibility to the employer in progressing new projects or activities that they would love to do but don't have the time to pursue them currently due to the current business demands because uh, you know a business can be really, really busy just Getting, getting the core business and they might have all these new products or new services that they'd love to do, but they just genuinely don't have the time to do it. Um, and that's where a, a placement student could come in. The placement scheme may already be an established part of the employer's talent development process. Um, and the employer is eager to look for graduates to employ and retain as full-time staff in the future. Um, so as a placement student, if you, if a, an employer makes it known to you from early on in your placement journey in that, you know, there's the potential for a graduate scheme here, um, if you perform well in your placement here, um, you know, that sets a tone or sends a message to that student very early on in that, you know, I need to treat, treat this like a year long interview if I could see myself working here as a graduate. So that's really important. And yeah, I think they're sort of the main reasons why an employer would, would, would take a student on. In so valuable for them as well. Yeah. Massively, massively. And it's, it's a bigger picture thing as well, not just for, for that interaction between that student and that employer. It's, it's, a, it's a relationship building opportunity for us as a university as well for, for future placement students, but also for future engagement activities as well outside of the placement activity. So getting the employer to come in on campus and talk to future students, getting, um, getting academics involved. So the employer might want to access academic knowledge in specific areas of research. And sometimes a placement interaction can be a, a doorway to that as well. Uh, for other sorts of engagement activities with the university. So it's really, really valuable. And you mentioned about students being able to do a placement abroad. How do they go about doing that? So in the round, you sort of follow the, the very same process uh, with regards to start, you have to start early. If you're considering doing a placement abroad, that's brilliant. So you will start doing your research around, you know, maybe what country you want to go to, things like that. Um, visas are a serious consideration and they are time consuming and you do have to do your research about your visas in parallel with doing your research for your for those actual placement opportunities uh, so if you're considering doing an international placements i would definitely advise you to consider it because they just add another dimension to a placement experience having to do a placement abroad in another country having to learn a different language having to adapt to new cultures, new, you know, ways of, of living, of, of working and things like that. Um, it's hugely beneficial. And employers love to see what we would refer to as global mobility in students. I think that's really, really important. But it also gives evidence or examples to that employer in that that student really steps outside of their comfort zone, uh, embraced 
the the opportunity they were resilient they were they persevered with through the placement search and, and getting this international placement abroad it is it is hard work but um it's definitely definitely rewarding to try and do if you can do a placement abroad and there are opportunities within the university to support that as well some placements abroad can be funded through various schemes that the UK government provide one for example is the Turing scheme where you can get your international placement partly funded and we have a, a dedicated global mobility team here at BU that can help and advise on that uh, but if you are considering doing an international placement, again, you need to start early. You need to start doing your research on that one as well. So probably a good starting point might be the global mobility team to go and have a chat with them first and see about the opportunities, how to go about it, funding. Yeah, yeah very much so. And the earlier you can make it known to your respective placements team within your faculty that you're interested in doing an international placement, they will start picking out and earmarking any opportunities they think that would be relevant to you as well. Um, but like I said before, it is a team effort um, from both the students' perspective and, and their respective faculty placements team perspective okay. as well. So you mentioned about your role when a student is on placement. So in terms of the support you provide, how often do you speak to them? Do they have to do work, while, like coursework while they're on placement? Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. So I think every placement development advisor at, at BU would um, emphasize the fact that we're as we, we we're support as supportive as we can be, and we we were as communicative as we can be. But ultimately, uh, the the basic interactions that you would get from a PDA will be you have two scheduled reviews with us throughout the placement year. So that will be in the form of either a remote review or maybe a visit to come and see you at your place of work. So there'd be two official reviews. Then you would also have various sort of touch points through, spread out throughout the year. So um, it might be a first introductory hello, call and email to introduce ourselves and build a relationship. I might also get in contact with your, your line manager at your placement company as well to introduce myself and let them know I'm here to help them just as much as a student. Uh, but then the student can can call on us and, and email us at any time outside of the two official placement reviews. So whether that's, you know, asking questions about placement related stuff or, or university things that they need to be aware of. Um, if the placement has changed or if the circumstances of the placement have changed and they just wanted to get clarification or they're worried about anything, they can call us outside of the official reviews as well. Um, and sometimes it might not be placement related as well. It could be that they're a little feeling, maybe feeling a little bit isolated or a bit lonely because putting yourself back out there into the world of work, into relocating to another part of the UK to do a placement, that can be quite a, a bit daunting. And it can be, it can take time to sort of build yourself back up and establish a community around you in that new location. So sometimes it, it can be just a, a you know, an individual at the end of the phone that you, they, they can chat to or reflect on. And we're always more than happy to facilitate and, and, and support that. But then we'll also have, depending on their, their course area and their faculty area, there might be activities that the their course leaders need them to get involved in, maybe part of the way through their 
placement journey. So we, you know, make sure and convey the, the messages on those and make sure that they're engaging with those activities as well. But then we also start preparing them for their journey back to us in final year as well, talking about um, maybe final year preparation. Uh, but you also touched on paperwork for placement year. So very quickly, placement year is assessed in, in the majority of cases on a qualitative pass or fail. So I'll talk about it from, from my perspective of long placements, optional placements in my faculty, but it, it would apply in the majority of cases. It's an optional pass or fail. There are some minimum criteria. A 30-week placement is the duration criteria. And then there's some paperwork that a student needs to complete. Now, that might be in the form of a reflective essay. It might be in the form of a logbook, something like that. And then they'll also need to get an employer appraisal form from that placement employer then. And then that, that, that paperwork is submitted by the student and then they assess that on a qualitative pass or fail. And in the majority of cases, it's very easy to pass placement year. Um, and then hopefully the student then progresses and graduates and they are awarded a, a sandwich degree uh, or a sandwich placement award on top of their primary degree. And I guess the paperwork that they complete, so the kind of logbook or the reflective essay is actually really useful for them to have yeah. because, you know, it's sometimes quite hard to remember what you've done over the course of a year, um, whether that's a placement or otherwise. So when you're doing different activities in the workplace, keeping track of what what you've done, what skills you've developed, um, what experience have you, you have gained um, is yeah. really beneficial, isn't it? Because that's what you can then use when you are applying for future jobs. It's really, really important. And, and personally, I emphasize this quite a lot, that, that students need to get comfortable with um, engaging with a reflective process and not only being a, a lifelong learner, but being a reflective practitioner as, as the term goes. And that's not that, that that can be something as easy as keeping a diary, as we said, keeping a logbook and stuff like that and and committing to paper and, and getting it out of your own head because your own head and brain only has so much capacity. Um, so you need to get that out of your head and, and committing that to paper in a written format or typing it up is so, so helpful. Um, and when you do that and you start to see it build up over a placement year of 30 weeks, you can take a step back and as a placement student, you're like, oh my God, I, I can't believe how much I've you know completed, how much I've achieved and, and how much they've changed. I, you know, I see students coming into a placement and coming out at the end of a placement, two very different people in terms of their, their maturity, uh, their, their capacity to do more, uh, their, their confidence, their interpersonal skills, um, they're, they're more um, extroverted in, in terms of being able to put themselves out there. And it's, it's massively beneficial, as I said earlier, not just from a subject perspective, but from a, a personal and professional mm, perspective as well. Okay. So just to kind of finalize, um, just to, to finish on, what advice and what top tips would you give a student looking for a placement? Start early. Try and come up with a way of being organized and, and systemized with your placement search. Um, because I we know as university employees and, and placement teams, second year is a busy year and you're not only juggling academic work, but you're trying to find time to do your placement search as well in a meaningful way. So 
trying to timetable and be organized with your placement activities into your into your academic learning, I think is really, really important. And it it will allow you to sort of chip away at your placement search and, and see some progression. Systemize and, and keep on top of those placement applications as well, because you can get a little bit mixed and muddled up because there's so many that you have to, to have to juggle it in, in that respect. And engage with your placement team. <laughs> like I said, you, you don't have to do it alone. You know, it's, it's a team effort. You get out what you put into it as well, and and you you have to engage with those services and and opportunities and support structures that we're offering you. We're we're not going to force them on you, so it's incumbent on you to help yourself and put yourself out there and engage with us. And you know we we'll do our very very best to make sure that we can get a placement for everyone in that respect. But if if you can help us and and you know meet us halfway. I think it will be, you know, it, it increases your chances of getting a, a good placement. Well, thank you, David. I, I found that really interesting and I hopefully the students will find it really insightful in terms of that whole placement process. Um, so I really appreciate you coming on to talk to me today. Thanks so much. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to do so. And and hopefully this will um, spur or, or kickstart or incentivize students who are maybe on the fence about wanting to do a placement will uh, coax them into or convince them to, to want to, to want to do it because that's what we want at the end of the day the more students that we can get doing placements the better um, because it's a win-win for everybody so yeah thanks very much thank you thank you for listening today please remember to subscribe and follow so you can keep up to date with all new episodes